This is it. This is No Laugh Track Podcast. We're here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning of the show there. I am here. Super excited. I have more notes and less time to get to them than ever before, and that's not even exaggeration. I Those are lots of notes. Yeah. Uh, Dana Gould here with me. Hi. I have six. I've written on six different pieces of paper in this notebook. Good Lord. Most people get two, Dana. Two is too many. Two is two is often too many. But yeah. here's why. Because as uh, you know, because it's you, you have a million things going on right yes. now. I like so, to flood the zone. <laughs> you are. Yes. It's not saturation yeah. necessarily, but you're doing well, so much Yeah, October's now. a big push. This was planned. This was all pl- pre-planned. And uh, yeah, October's a big push uh, because of the TV show and... Um, uh, I had a, to pick a date to release the album, and they wanted to do it in uh, the end of summer, beginning of fall. But I thought, well, let's wait till October when the TV shows come and kind of piggyback. And that way I can use the press opportunities for the album to plug the show and the press opportunities for the show to plug the album. Yeah. And then there's just the, the touring and the podcast that are ongoing anyway. So, yeah, it's four things at once, which is a lot. Jeez. Kind of need a timeout, right? Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a timeout. <laughs> Not until <laughs> December. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the album. Sure. Because that's already out there. It's called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. No, it's called Mr. <laughs> Funny Man. Yeah. It's called Mr. Funny Man, and I was, uh, what happened with the album was, you know, I had this batch of material, and it takes about, it takes about two years to get a, an hour for me because I don't live on the road. I, I only go out about twice a month. I'm not constantly touring. I have many other jobs and many other responsibilities. Um, but I like to go out every two, every three weeks. I go out. And so for me, where it would normally take somebody uh, a, a year to develop an hour, it would take me more like two. And also because I don't fuck around. You know, my hour is pretty dense. Yeah. And I like it that way. It's how I want it. Um, so I had this batch of material that I, I thought had reached its... It was ripe, and it was ready to get put down. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, talking about doing a special, and uh, um, Net uh, Netflix had just finished giving a special to every living person except me. I uh, went quickly. I went through uh, my notes from last year when we did when you did the yeah. podcast here, and something in my notes. I don't even know if we brought it up, but that was uh, a year ago when you were here. Was the week they announced Chris Rock? Yeah, twenty mil, yeah. twenty mil. Yeah, yeah and that, that. that's great. I mean, for, but they they were giving like, uh, uh, like uh, they did. A, they really fl- they flooded the zone with specials, and 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 literally like, I came in like, well, we just gave Jerry Seinfeld a hundred million and Chris Grog five hundred million. So uh, can you come back to us in six months when our budget is back? Uh, and I said like, I don't have six months. This this material is, you know, it, it, I felt it was really ready to go, and. I was getting ready to take the summer off to go shoot Stand Against Evil in Atlanta. So I thought, let's just do an album. Because the other thing about an album is that specials are great. They come on, you see them, and they go away. You get a billboard down by the airport for a week, and uh, you feel like a famous person. (laughs) But people don't go back and rewatch specials the way they will go back and listen to an album. And I find that because of Sirius, especially that yeah. the audio content is really what has the shelf life. I grew up with collecting comedy albums 
And I always wanted an album, and uh, this is my fourth. Uh, so I thought, yeah, let's just do it as an album. And I could not be happier with Good. it. Good. The label, uh, Kill Rock Stars, is fantastic. They uh, really know what they're doing. It's a punk label, which I kind of think fits my audience and my sort of worldview. And uh, I, I couldn't be, couldn't be, and they came out great. You know, they really took the time. We really, I worked with the producer, and we really cut it and. It's. I'm very, very, very happy with it. It came out last Friday. Yeah, it came out on the sixth. Yeah. Yes, and I've listened to the whole thing. I was neurotic coming on the road because I assumed everyone had heard it, everyone had memorized it, and the minute they heard <laughs> the minute they heard any bits from it, they were going to revolt. Uh, hmm. So, because you know, ostensibly you want to, as soon as you do the material, you start to remove it from. Your act, which I which I did, but I finished the album and then took three months off to go do Stand Against Evil in Atlanta. So I didn't start removing it until a lot later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I took you know. So right now I'm in about half and half. I have about, I have about like I have about twenty minutes of new stuff. I have about ten minutes, uh, ten to fifteen minutes of some really old things that I've kind of retrofitted and brought back. And then there are some bits from the album that are still in there. So it's it's sort of a Whitman sampler of a show, but I was happy with how it went last night, and I do think that people want to hear some things again. Like I think so. I love that bit. Do that bit. I like, think so. Um, but uh, doing everything would be really, I think, a disappointment. Not I think so. I know so. I came to the show. Uh, Jimmy Pardo was here last weekend, and I complimented him after the show that I love the fact that he kind of threw a couple bones to the longtime fans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You want to hear that stuff? Uh huh. Yeah. That stuff, yeah. I like it. Um, the title. You come up with that? I did. It took a while. <laughs> I read an interview uh, that you did back in like last December, maybe. Yeah, and it was two two completely. Di- I don't know if you were joking, but it was two completely different titles. What than were what they? You went I with. can't remember. Uh, no, that, that uh, was. A... I don't remember. I didn't yeah, write those I, I had down. a different title in mind. I did have a different title in mind, and the record company went, "Nah." <laughs> but it was. They were right. They were right. The title I have now is much better. Mister Funny Man. Yeah, yeah, which is a nice kind of sarcastic derogatory term <laughs> hey mr funny man make me laugh funny man yeah, exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly. are you selling them after the, did you bring them no the i uh Not there it's time. all it's all downloaded so there's no physical oh product. there is no physical what's yeah, no physical product yeah. oh okay i do sell posters after the show because i find that because of the podcast people like to say hello and i i've been coming to minneapolis for a long time i have some really great fans here and people i know so yeah but uh yeah i, I would like to have uh Eventually, probably in about a year, Dan Schlissel at Stand Up Records will do like a vinyl of it. I oh, like, right on. I like the vinyl. Yeah. yeah but it's it, just because it's a big thing mm-hmm. with your face on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a good thing to sign. Yeah, it's a great thing to sign. People like it. Yeah. I, uh, my, al- my first album is in the movie The Big Sick. Really? Yeah. It's on Camille's wall. <laughs> I just no kidding. That. Yeah. I found that out. Oh, wow. Oh, that's very really cool. flattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's sort of like the I know I don't want to get too far ahead here, but I know I've heard you talk about uh Stand Against Evil and the little like you threw in little jokes here totally, and there. Totally, yeah, yes. totally. So yeah. it's kind of similar to yeah, that, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Deep right. dive stuff. Right. Uh well, this is I'm glad to know that there isn't a physical copy right now because I bought the download and I always hesitate like, well, could I've got the physical Yeah, no, not yet. you need to wait. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. And you do have those posters. I saw the picture. I do have the posters, yeah. Very cool. I I remember you gave me the one from last year, the right. Linus uh Right. Kind of yeah, I always in, come in, in October patch. so there's always Halloween theme and this is a really great um Really great design by uh, a guy named Ben Walker in California. 
What is what was that? Is that a caricature? Not a caricature, but the design, like with your your mouth, is like kind of like frown. Like yeah, no, it's just his. What's that uh, style? Do I don't know. I guess it's caricature. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, he did it. All right, all right. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about Stan against Evil. Sure, love to. What's so cool is when we did this last year. It was before the premiere, right? So since now that I've watched the series, season one, and then going back and listening to you talk about it, yeah, before it was just how wrong was I? <laughs> no, 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 not really. No, not at all. <laughs> you were so off. <laughs> it's like you didn't see the same show. Yeah, I don't, exactly. Dina, where were you? <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I mean that, that I was really excited, and I was very happy to just to be have been able to do it. What? surprised me was it was a hit it really did well and uh we get to make a second season and hopefully we'll get to make a third and i couldn't be happier with it it's absolutely like the show that i wanted to make awesome uh and uh it's it's the show i'd watch you know like i'd watch that show if i didn't if i haven't seen every episode 80 times (laughs) Uh, but but, uh you know but uh, yeah i definitely watch that show i um I, I, it's really good. It's really, really Thank good. Yeah, you know, it's I the the reason it's it is really good, and the reason it's really good is because I have been doing this long enough that I'm over myself, and I don't have any problem letting people be great at their jobs and just standing back and letting people do their jobs, and you get great results. And you know, it's still you still get credit. You know, right. if Jason Alexander is funny. Jerry Seinfeld still gets credit. People don't exclude Jerry Seinfeld from yeah, right. the positive feeling garnered by Jason Alexander. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and, and everybody on our uh, crew, the, I mean, John McGinley, Janet Varney, uh, Nate Mooney, Deborah Baker are amazing actors, really great writers to work with this year. Um, this, you know, the directors were great, Jack and Justin and, and Rob Cohen. Uh the the set designers are great. The makeup, you know, just like everybody knows by now that I am open to ideas and and I'm like, great, go. I'll, I'll give you a great example. We have an episode with a demon baby that transforms into a slightly larger demon baby. Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> it's a really good episode. Uh, it's really funny, and I get the crap kicked out of me in it. Okay, um, and we Kevin were, does. Kevin does. Named after my brother. Oh, real okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Named after my brother. Uh, and uh, we were going to shoot the finale. We had this finale with all the regulars and Kevin facing down this demon baby in the woods. And we uh, it was just the last two weeks of production. It rained every day. It just rained every day. And we couldn't go to the woods. It would have been a mud pit. And we did would have taken too long. And we need to come up with something else. Okay. We had no money. And Rob and I, Rob Cohen and I, the director, have been really, really close friends for a long, long time. We did a TV show together, and we did well. We're, yeah, I first met him when I crashed his office uh, on the Ben Stiller show in 1992, and then we did a show on MTV called Super Adventure Team. So, oh yeah, a, yeah, the puppet thing. Yeah, the puppet thing. Yeah, he yeah. did that. We and I, he and I did that together, and we have a really great shorthand with each other. But we were just like, I'll think of something. I don't know yet, and. Our set designer, uh, our art director, Molly, best name in the business, Molly Coffee. I love her name. <laughs> said, uh, "Can I, can I pitch an idea?" I was like, "Please, yes, please." He's like, "Well, if it's a baby, what if it would have a blanket fort 
they would build like a blanket fort. And like, so what if we go and there was a storefront that we could rent pretty inexpensively? What if we built a blanket fort in this storefront? And then Rob said, like, wait, yeah, no. And it could be like really like a labyrinth, like the Nostromo in Alien. And then I said, well, if it's Alien, then the baby's victims can be cocooned up on the wall in baby blankets, but like covered <laughs> in goo. And the whole conclusion became a hundred times better than it would have been. Wow. And it was my favorite scene in the season because Molly knew that I valued her ideas and that, you know, I wasn't afraid to go, no, it can't be a good idea. It's not mine. Uh, and that was, that was a great example of how we all work together. And I want to know how, uh, she did it for, she did it for nothing. That's wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I want to know how, how confident were you that there was going to be a second season before you? Not even a little. Not even a little? No, I was very really? happy to the first season, and I was like, I mean, I was very happy with the show. Like, this is a show that I wanted to do, but uh, I didn't know if it was going to resonate with people. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like everything else I do, my stand-up, my podcast, that it was going to really, really, really resonate with a, a moderate-sized audience, um, but not a huge audience. You know, it's like, I'm not Kevin Hart. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not playing an, you know, an empty crater in the Arizona desert that, <laughs> you know, that airlift bleacher seats into it. Uh, you know, they're draining a dam for his HBO <laughs> right, special. Right. Um you know, I, I play clubs still. I have, I have a, you know, I, I have a very dedicated audience, but it's for sure it's not limitless. Um, and I felt the show would be like that too. But it's on the right network, and the people, yeah. the, the numbers for it were really, really strong. So, and I, and I think that's in large part due to John McGinley, the star. Do you get a chance? Has a big audience that comes with them. Oh sure, sure. Do, do you get a uh, Do you get a chance to like? I, mean, I guess the season ends. People watch it or don't, uh, and then you just sit and wait. Yep. I mean, there's no like. <laughs> That's exactly there's no, right. Like, hey, can I give you one last pitch on why we got to do a second one? No, you do that. You do yeah. that. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to numbers. Yeah. They sit and they calculate, and uh, yeah, I got a call. The show wrapped in. December and I got a call later in December. I got a I, which was early. I thought it would be January, February. Uh, like, yeah, we we uh, we want to do another one. You know, you did a really good job. Okay, and, uh, we were very happy, and I went right to work. I know last year I, uh, I assume it happened. There was the premiere was going to be shown at a cemetery. Yeah, that was the greatest that? night. That <laughs> happened. That, yeah, that was one of the best nights of my career. We had a giant premiere at the. Hollywood Forever, excuse me, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles, and they showed it on the side of a mausoleum. But we had like we we had like twenty seven hundred people there. It was fantastic. Wow. It was it was the high. It was really one of the best nights of my career. It definitely like top top three. And I remember uh, saying to them this year, "Are we going to do that again?" Like. No. Oh, <laughs> why not? Well, shows get a big push in their first season to make a lot of noise, and then you kind of have to take some of that stuff costs money. Sure, that stuff costs all that stuff costs money. <laughs> I want to know. And then one of the other things you uh, talked about is how you wrote it and had and Stan's character was based on your father yeah. at one point, and you were gonna you wanted to play that role. Then yeah. that changed, and then it yeah. was John. That was McKinley. one of the great. That was one of the great. Examples in my career of somebody pulling me out of my way. 
you know, because I would have been not as good, and I would have probably died from exhaustion. <laughs> and uh, and and Pete Aronson at IFC, who's a really good friend of mine, said, uh, "Yeah, we want to pick up the show, we want to make it, but you're not going to be the lead." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Whereas before, when I was 25, I'd have been like, "Take a walk, yeah, buddy." Screw you. Yeah, and and I was like, "Yeah," and they were they. It's one of those things where they couldn't have been more right, and I couldn't have been more wrong. That's good to learn uh, that, right? Yeah, and it was great that they that uh, I was very grateful that this came around at a point in my life where I was over myself. It wasn't a big deal. So if his character was based on your father, yeah, the curmudgeonly uh, old fellow, <laughs> yeah, uh, is Denise based on someone in your Denise family? Denise is not based in on anybody life? in my family. No one. Uh, no, I I'll tell you exactly where I got that relationship. I I liked the, there was a David Lynch movie called The Straight Story. Okay. Which not a lot of people saw. It was a really brilliant movie. It's based on a true story of a guy named Alvin Strait, who uh, was estranged from his brother, but was facing the end of his life, and he didn't have a car, and he drove across the country on a tractor to reunite with his brother. And it was Harry Dean Stanton plays his brother, oh, and rest in peace, rest in peace. And the guy that played Alvin Strait, I'm blanking on his name, but. He was also dying when they were making the movie. Oh, no. Uh, and it was his last thing. And um, uh, I could look up who it was. Uh, and it's just a brilliant, brilliant movie. It's, it's, very, it's unlike anything else David Lynch has ever done. But he lives with his daughter, who's played by Sissy Spacek. And I love the relationship of this sort of crotchety old guy and this sort of flighty daughter that share a house... But she's, you know, in the movie, she's definitely his tether to reality. But I thought it would be interesting for com- for comedy if if she was just as screwy as, as he was, but in a different way. And you have these two people that are living together and just totally talking past each other uh-huh. 24-7. Like, they never connect at all. They, they just don't connect. Mm-hmm. But they share a house. I think that happens a lot. Uh, they just talk past each other. And I thought that was a really interesting relationship. So... Developed the character, and then um, and Susan Burke, who uh, is a really talented writer, um, wrote a really funny uh, horror movie that I'm in called uh, Southbound. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, and she contributed a lot to Denise too. Like Denise, uh, love of animals all came from Susan, and then Deborah Baker just made it completely her own, and and just really. Hold it into the end. I bet you can imagine what my wife's first question was when we uh, started watching the show regarding Deborah Baker. Is her voice really like that? Yes, that's really her voice, and her name is Deborah Baker Jr. Junior. What is that? Her mom's name is also Deborah Baker. Have you ever heard of that before? Never. A woman is a junior. Never in my life. I had a joke about it. I I watched the first five episodes, and then I think it was the sixth where I went, "Wait, hold on, Junior." Yep. Is this yeah. past, just she's sliding fanta- past yeah. me? She's fantastic, and and she's really a, a really good actress. And but that is her voice, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's so good on. Yeah, that. she's, she's so very, amazing. Her and Janet. I, I. It's so funny. One of the differences between the first season and the second season is that you see who you see everybody's strengths, and you see where they jibe. And I put in the second season, I put Janet Varney and and Deborah Baker together a lot. Oh, good. Because they're both improv improvisers, and they really. Really brought out a lot of great stuff in each other, uh, and Janet's very grounded, but a brutally talented woman, and uh, and played uh, played off Deborah really, really well. 
We, uh, for people that don't know, it's on Hulu now. If season one is season on Hulu. Season one is on Hulu. That's the can, only place it's available right now, right? Right now, yeah. You can see season, uh, you can see one, you can see a sneak preview of season two right now on IFC's Facebook page and their IFC.com. And then the seasons two starts on IFC on November 1st. And where will you be November 1st? Um, I'll be at home, and then I, on November 2nd, I go to Chicago to, to stand up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, of course, the day before, Halloween. Uh, yeah, Halloween's a big day for me. Yep, I remember you telling me about that. Tom yeah. Kenny, will that happen this I year? At, I will be at Tom Kenny's house, as I was last year. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. That's so cool. I uh, So I rewatched season one. Oh, that, yes, wow. Yes, in, in anticipation of uh, hanging out with you uh, this week. And I'm about 15 pounds lighter than I was in season <laughs> one. I look, I looked a little chunky. I didn't notice. Dana, little, no my dad chunky. said, "My dad said I went to visit my parents. My dad goes, you lost weight.' And I go, "Yeah, I did." He goes, "Yeah, sign to you. You were fat." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, Stan. Thanks, bad. Yeah, yeah thanks, exactly. Man. Thanks a lot. Um, Stan's not looking, so, not looking so trim yourself, there, slick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to bring it on, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to get in the ring? Was was the Bobby Orr thing based on your father? Was absolutely. he a big Bobby Orr fan? Yeah, absolutely. Of as was I as a child. Yeah, you're not a sports fan though. No, really. but Bobby Orr for some reason. It was nine years old. I was really into Bobby Orr. Not even the Bruins, but like I just he kind of looked like me. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. sure, funny. okay, yeah. Oh, right on, right on. I uh, Gordy I, Howe makes an appearance this season. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he, yeah, in a weird way. I mean, he's passed, but. Yeah, we, very we right. did send out a casting call for a Gordy Howe lookalike. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> at what age? Uh, old retired Gordy. Old Gordy. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. And we got him. Of course, there's somebody that there. might be in the baby episode. For, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, great marketing uh, last night online because I did uh, notice that that episode was being posted. How did you notice it? Who would you see it? I didn't do it until this morning. Uh, it was on the stand. Against evil Facebook, or did I oh, see okay. a Janet? I saw the Janet Barney. Oh right, I video. did. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. No, you, Janet, you reposted. So, yeah. it. I reposted. Janet, it was her right. saying we got a little Friday right. the Thirteenth sneak peek. Yeah, and then of course I had to go. Okay, midnight. Is she talking? This can't be Central Time Zone. Am I? Is it on IFC? Is it on Facebook? But then I found yeah. it and watched it. Great. Uh, yeah, that's the sort of my, pony. Yeah, that's sort of my salute to an American werewolf in London. The transformation is right out of an American completely. werewolf in London. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. And the guys who directed that, Jack Bitch, Jack Bishop, and Justin Najim. Our directing team, they directed the hell out of that episode. They did an amazing job. Who, when, when someone is directing other than you... Who, I don't direct. You don't direct any no, of them? I don't direct, no. I don't, like to, I don't like to direct. No, okay. I direct the actor. I mean, I direct the actors. TV is different than film. On the, on, on, in film, in movies, the writer is the least important person on the set. You know, you, you turn in the script and they just... And you're done. You're done. Yeah, they, they don't... Nine times out of ten, they don't even want you on the set. Most directors, some directors are smart, uh, and they'll have you around. Yeah. But most directors don't want you anywhere near the set. In, in television, the writer is the boss, uh, more so than the director. Okay, so, yeah. So uh, um, a smart writer will let the director direct, but I'm, I'm the one that really directs the actors, like in terms of I think the scene goes this way, I think that you're uh, coming in with this attitude, I think this joke plays this better this way. And the director sets the actions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to tell you I had a uh, kind of a Stan moment. Something happened in my life. Made me think of the show the other day. <laughs> I was in my car driving, and all of a sudden, uh, I got one of these cars that when uh, it gives me a signal when a tire's going flat. Uh-huh. 
So, and I had a flat tire. It said it's, they're supposed to be like 30 pounds per square yeah. inch. I had a tire that was at 18, oh, yeah. 17, 16. I'm like, shit, I got to pull over. I got to take care of this. And then it brought, it brought the line, spare tires are gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dan. He's not what you'd call woke. No. <laughs> spare tires are gay. Yeah. No one's saying yeah. that. Why did, where's the spare? Yeah, spare tires are gay. <laughs> so dumb. Oh. Uh, uh, the the uh, and the special effects, the way you guys do it, yeah. where it's a lot of prosthetics, a lot and of prosthetics, love it. Love guys it. in rubber suits running around the hot, sweaty Atlanta jungle in the middle of the summer. Yeah, and for me, not the ideal yeah. setting for and that. We had, yeah, we had uh, uh, two guys. Mick Ignis plays a lot of our suit cre- uh, creatures. He's what? A, he's such a pro. It's it's freakish. He's so good. What and, is uh, a? I'm curious. What is in the that the blood or that anything that gets sprayed on you guys? Yeah. What a, is it? I I felt so bad about drowning Janet in goo last season. In fact, in the pilot episode, we were literally in a swamp in Atlanta at three in the morning, and she's getting black goo vomited onto her. It was just, and I walked up to her, and, I just, and it was the first episode. And I walked up to her and I went, I'm, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> it just seemed funny when I wrote it in my kitchen. <laughs> As you said to me last year, the, the role that you wrote specifically for her. Yeah, for her. So yeah. this is a legitimate apology. Yeah, <laughs> so this season, she's, she's a lot more comfortable. I get, I get it worse than anybody. Really? Season. Yeah, yeah. Kevin gets completely engulfed in, in slime. And uh, it's mostly uh, industrial food thickener. Mm. Yeah, we have a great, brilliant physical effects guy named Bob Shelley, and he's been around forever. And he was just, you know, some of these guys, just a nice old guy, kind of funny guy. And you talk to him, and then you realize that uh, he was in, like, did three tours in Vietnam, done all this stuff, <laughs> met President Nixon, met President Johnson. Wow. <laughs> like, all this crazy stuff. Wow. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, if I were you, I would be leading with those stories. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, President Nixon, he, was, he I liked him. He was all right. We, I was on his Secret Service detail. And you know, it was great. It was crazy. And uh, yeah, he makes the he makes all the physical effects, and he makes this. It's it's uh, it's water and food thickener and and all the and this stuff. Is it no taste? Hopefully, when it gets no on your no lips taste or anything. But he did say I I'm completely covered in it, and I go uh, so will this stuff just shower out? Uh, and he goes oh yeah yeah, well. <laughs> actually and then he goes actually water's the worst thing you can put on it no what <laughs> so, yeah i went through a, like an eight pack of paper towels oh just no getting it all out of my hair <laughs> but i love bob he's the greatest guy in the world i think you'll uh appreciate this we were uh re-watching the last episode uh-huh. and at one point my wife goes uh this is like a video game yeah that was the whole point she keeps That's going and going back to the beginning yeah and then i went honey I think the episode's called, called Level, Level Boss. Boss. Yeah, it's called Level Boss. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. It's a yeah. video game. Yeah, she's trapped in a video game. So great, great writing there. Oh, oh, yeah, and then nice call on your wife. <laughs> yeah, she nailed it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like honey. And we have a nice uh, and the and the. What I like about the second season is the, the, it ends on a cliffhanger and it doesn't get. Res- it has a two stage resolution. It takes a while to to fix, which I liked. It did. It doesn't have an easy fix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, did There's you- a fix, and then the fix causes problems of its own. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. The um, law, my favorite thing is the law of unintended consequences. Yes. Which affects everybody all the time. I can see that. And this, uh, it's eight more episodes, right? Yeah. Just like the first season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ends on a, and they don't. Things don't things don't always go great for the for the gang. <laughs> <laughs> I think you went and you went back to Atlanta. All filmed in the same. Yeah, place. Yeah, we all filmed in the same place. Yeah, and it was so funny. I had the same condo that I stayed in. And it was like I never left. I mean, you just go home and summer camp. Yeah, you just go in your bag. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess back in the place. So weird. So weird. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And you're still doing your podcast. Dana Gould Hour Halloween episode comes out in about a week. Okay. Yep. You, you, you put it together already? I'm putting it together as we speak. It stars uh, Josh Olson, who is the host of uh, Trailers from Hell, Joe Dante, who directed Gremlins and oh, Goonies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know if he directed Goonies. I think he directed Goonies. I know he directed Gremlins. And uh, a friend of mine, Mike Mendez, who's a really f- f- great up and coming hard director, directed uh, Don't Kill It and Big Ass Spider. And uh, it's, you know, it's a Halloween episode. Yeah. I love the fact that it's uh, the Dana Gould uh, Hour podcast, and it's like almost three, three hours, hours long. Yeah. <laughs> I only do one. I, I only do one a month, so I make it worth your while. Yeah, yeah, and uh-huh. that's just how I choose to do it. No, and I like that. Yeah, I like that. You can't fall hard to fall behind, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just I I don't want to. I, I it's the only way I can do it and still live my life. <laughs> Oh, I hear you. I uh, I was listening to your most most recent one, and we don't need to get into it too much, but just the story with the animals. No, you uh, yes, <laughs> but also the uh, you told a quick story about your mom taught you how to shoplift. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. giving money to uh, Oral Roberts. What the fuck? Yeah, didn't seem weird to me at the time. I figured wow. every kid's mom taught him to shoplift. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know what's wrong. It's like, okay, yeah, my mom was. Uh, Do your kids know those stories? They do now. Uh, they yeah. My mom, when I was a kid, was really into uh, televangelists, and you know she's a sp- specific type of individual. And uh, she was really into Oral Roberts, and you know you have to. It's like Joel Olstein or any of these other criminals, where you have con artists. You I don't mean right? to call them criminals; yeah, they're yeah. con artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're dumb enough to go for it, they should take your money. But you gotta keep paying money. You can't just watch them and listen. You gotta pay pay the freight. And we didn't have any money. We were a blue collar family, six kids. So uh, we would go grocery shopping, and she would shoplift certain items, and then save that, deduct that money from what you'd be given. We she'd send that to Oral Roberts. Amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And I got caught shoplifting on Halloween in 1977. And, oh really? Yeah, and they called my mom, and she nothing happened. I went out that night. My friends were astounded. <laughs> but you, but how are you? What are you doing? But how did? How are you? What? Was, Instead, she said, "You weren't following my tips." Son. She just, it's just like she, she didn't say anything. I don't think she said anything. She says, "I just don't go in there for a month." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That 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 is amazing. That um, crazy. Is there anything else you'd be covering here? Let's see. Your podcast, Stand Against Evil, November first. Yep. Uh, your album is out now. People bring uh, bring a few extra bucks, buy one of those posters from yeah, you. Yeah, they're at only the show ten bucks. Here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, great souvenir. Is there anything else we should be mentioning? I think we're good. Oh, here's one one thing I want to say. Two shows here. Yes. I want to say that. Uh, and I saw you post this the on Hulu where it recommends like oh you might also like yeah 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 <laughs> so I checked mine because I saw that you posted on social media yours said um, 
Curious George and the Golden Girls? <laughs> yes, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what their algorithms are. Mm. <laughs> How about the add these in? Because these are the recommendations for me. Yeah, this is us, Will and Grace, and Full House, the original Full House. What? I don't understand. Full house, Dana. I don't understand their algorithms. No. I don't know if it's also if it cross-pollinates like with what my daughter watches on Hulu or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, there you well, go. Well, watch me, or if not, please watch Full House and the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Let's see. I'm looking at my notes real quick here. Uh, the Golden Girls house, by the way, no longer full. <laughs> Hey, uh, one last thing here, because I know that you were a fan of this uh, Mad Magazine. Yes. It still exists. Still exists, coming back. Do you ever look at it anymore? I don't look at it anymore, but I'm going to write something for it. Seriously? Yeah, in early next year. I can't do anything until like January, February, but I'm going to write, I think I'm going to do a movie parody for them. No kidding. Yeah. Have you, first time writing for them? Yeah, first time writing for Mad. I'm kind of flattered. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm doing doing two of my like other projects that are into next year. I'm... Uh, adapting Rod Serling's first draft script of Planet of the Apes as a graphic novel for Boom Comics, which is a very different movie than what you know. Uh, it's very different. It takes okay. place in a modern-day city. The apes have cars and helicopters. The action's different. So that'll be an interesting. I'm doing that, and then I'm doing uh, some stuff for Mad. Wow. Yeah. I just happened to be on that website, uh, Groupon, last night. Yeah, yeah. You can. There was a group. Don't go to Gropon. That's very different. <laughs> no connection to Mad Magazine on yeah. there. You can get a, a Mad was on Groupon last night. Four dollars for a year subscription. That's crazy. Four dollars. I love that it's still going. Me too. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna resubscribe. Yeah. I guess it Is comes it, out every two months now. They have a physical. You get a physical issue. I guess I didn't read the fine print. I hope it's. I assume yeah. it's a physical copy yeah. and not some digital thing. But. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, well, that's great. I who knew that you that there'd yeah. be a time. Yeah, I there. love that stuff. Oh, well, it's that's so really funny. Cool. My friends, all the great movie parodies that we grew up reading, many of them were written by my friend's dad, my friend Jake Hogan, his who was an early original Simpsons writer. Um, uh, Arnie Kogan is his dad, who was a writer on Cal Burnett Show and Mad Magazine and all that stuff. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Well, uh, good luck with everything. Thanks, Thank, man. thank you for give, leaving a little time to do this. Sure, sure, sure. And, no uh, problem at all. Yeah, continued success, Dana. Oh, I try, I try. <laughs>